And like journalists and these publications, they do that so much, right? Like they literally try to create all these exciting and shocking stories. And sometimes they like blow it out of proportion when it is a very simple story, right? Causing the message to be distorted. He used to work for a big apparel company here in the U.S. And they he ended up feeding a lot of articles into the media and and getting to know the ecosystem on how blog posts and how internet content runs around the web. And he was able to actually feed not true information on these blogs to be published in the bigger, bigger blogs. Don't get influenced like these big, big media companies that, you know, at the end of the day, they're not serving anybody by just like going onto one point of view instead of like going for the truth. The Happy Monday, Fonzie. How are you doing today? I'm good. I feel like we haven't recorded in uh, quite, quite some time. I know. Comeback. I almost died last week. It felt like <laughs> I had the flu and it was a really rough week because also my three-year-old had a flu, had the flu too. So we we're both quarantined in the house and Fonsi did not come close. <laughs> yeah, didn't come at all. That's why you guys heard an episode. The, the lay the talking I forgot what, what I said but I was something I laid yeah, it, it, yeah. It was, it was, I recorded an episode from bed and it was actually pretty cool I, was, I could feel you know it's kind of like for the, the, the dream that, that energy was, just coming in that was dedicated for the people that always put excuses to record a, a podcast episode because yeah. they're not in the right environment clearly you can uh, record a podcast from your bed <laughs> from your literally. bed but uh, yeah that, that's actually really really good episode too so go listen to it if you haven't Appreciate but it. welcome inspired. back to everybody thank you so much for the support in the, in the, in the podcast has been growing like crazy thank you thank you so much uh, continue to download those episodes and let us know give us feedback of what you want to listen to but today today we have a very special episode because if you are watching the video version we are wearing our soccer jerseys this world cup season let's go yep um, yep and we're actually wearing the two winning teams so far today and england and the netherlands <laughs> and later on today in about 20 minutes the u.s play so I know. Let's see if they're going to win. So uh, anyway, so we were supposed to record Saturday and, uh, and Sunday to have a few episodes in here, but obviously the World Cup uh, took priority. So uh, we're recording today, and this episode is going to be released also today. So anyways, we have a pretty interesting talk today of who should you trust online. With that said, guys, here we go. We've got some hey, fresh new I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. And here you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content, all this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple, entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Ooh, let's go. Welcome. I feel so excited that we are back together in the studio. So excited. And <laughs> if you are excited as well, and you're telling yourself that you need more content less friction and maybe even somebody making that content for you feel free to reach out at bizrosco or go to contentmomentum.com we got something special for you that's right so uh today fonzie we're talking about who should you trust online that is right clearly the bizros i mean yes ha, ha, clearly the bizros but <laughs> how did the topic the topic came up 
The topic came up because we are in World Cup season. We are both very big uh, football fans or soccer fans for those in the U.S. And uh, we've been following the sport for a long time. That was our dream. If you want to hear that part of the story, let us know. But I was reading some news because, by the way, spoiler alert, we might have a soccer podcast coming up. I've been doing some research. Um, And uh, it was pretty interesting to me that the head coach of Spain, the country Spain, decided to open his own Twitch channel. To stream and communicate directly to his fans. And that was pretty interesting. The first time in history that a coach does that and bypasses legacy media and press in an event like this. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I actually just remember when the new Arsenal coach came in, one of the things they first did was like cut relationships with like a whole bunch of journalists. Because they were just creating such a like toxic environment yeah, with the news yeah. that they were putting out and all that stuff that he was like, nope. No more of these, and we're going to be, like, very strict with, like, the information that we give to the journalists. And because I guess they don't trust them either, right? So <laughs> not, now I'm just remembering this, but it's, it's pretty interesting to see that now a coach even was like, you know what? It's going to come straight from the source, right? Whatever. Like, I don't want any journalist or like media publication to change my words or the meetings or like maybe even put some crazy headlines because we know very well that a lot of people just read the headlines Mm -hmm. and they come up with their own conclusions and then they're sharing the message in the wrong way so very very important for him to have control of that message yeah uh i love it right because also uh if you are involved in soccer and you cannot read these news uh newspapers and any online source can be pretty crazy sometimes and uh, they like to spread a lot of rumors a lot of things that are said but maybe they're not said and obviously the world cup is a very um is is an event that happens every four years so all the federations and things they want to control a little bit of the message that they're putting out uh some of them can some of that can be very sensitive right Mm -hmm. uh as in players are gonna stay in the team or people that are leaving and so on so i love that um the spanish team decided to open something like that where they're not doing press conference the coach the head coach is actually jumping on his own twitch channel and saying the things and answering the fans directly yeah i mean let let Let's put this in, in into perspective, right? Like all these media publications at the end of the day, they're businesses, they're trying to make money, right? So they change stories sometimes or they present them in a way that is going to benefit them first. They're going to benefit the business yeah. first and they're going to drive revenue. The more eyeballs they get, the more potentially advertisement they're going to sell if that is their business model or if they have a paywall, they can sell more of those memberships, right? So they're looking for that attention, which we actually saw a lot of of that growing up back home. We call it amarillismo. That is in Spanish, right? And I just looked it up in English. It's called sensationalism. I might be mispronouncing that. But their official definition Mm -hmm. is the use of exciting or shocking stories or language at the expense of accuracy in order to provoke public interest of excitement. And, like, journalists and these publications, they do that so much, right? Like, they literally try to create all these exciting and shocking stories, and sometimes they, like, blow it out the water out of proportion when it is a very simple story, right? Causing the message to be distorted. Yeah. And now you get... Media channels, right? Channels that you can go live and you can be the source, right? So, for example, you can go Facebook Live, YouTube Live. You can go on Twitch. All these channels that you can just literally press go live and now you're in front of your own audience 
and there's no sensationalism, right? Like people cannot change your words in there. Yeah. So why why is this important for your business or for your for your company for your own uh, media empire company that you're building to support your your business? Um, not so long ago, I read a book called "Trust Me, I'm Lying" by Ryan <laughs> Holiday. It, it's pretty interesting because. Ryan Holiday is a, is a big author. He has a ton of books. He just released another one. He's been in the industry for many, many years. Um, and uh, he used to work for a big apparel company here in the U.S. And they he ended up feeding a lot of articles into the media and, and getting to know the ecosystem on how blog posts and how internet content runs around the web. And he was able to actually feed not true information on these blogs to be published in the bigger, bigger blogs. So he explains the whole ecosystem and how all these companies are running and are, are, are in a competition for advertisers and for those dollars. So what they want to do is like attract a lot of clicks, a lot of audience members, right? So obviously like Fonsi, the definition that he just read, uh, sometimes cannot, not always is the truth. So he was able to do that for many years. He was not proud of it. And then he shares the entire story and he comes clean and then uh, he puts it out into the world for people to see. So all these companies are planting, they know where to plant the information in different channels. Uh, imagine like a tier system and then all these channels are, are high, high pressure at the very top, the big publications. They feed off of these sources and sometimes those sources can be uh, not, the, not the best ones, right? And they're not cited uh, and ju they just want speed of information. So again, this creates a lot of distrust or people start believing things that are not true. Yeah, absolutely. I, this happened recently and again, it's not part of the media but at the same time i think it illustrates this point of sensationalism like so accurately right if you've been following the whole story of elon musk and twitter <laughs> right it has been absolutely crazy right a roller coaster yeah. but there, there was this post that elon made of some i don't remember which media publication posted this but it was a picture of two guys walking outside of the Twitter offices with like boxes looking like they were just fired, right? And Elon, uh, he tweeted, uh, Ligma and Johnson had it coming, right? <laughs> uh, pretty much saying that he fired these guys. And yeah. this is my expression. When I saw it, I was like, oh man, he already started firing people. Look at that. Like, Imagine, and I read some of the comments and people were talking about that, right? Like, oh, why is Elon already firing people? Some, you know, some people in favor, some people against, whatever your position, your stand is. It was actually pretty interesting. Days later, I see another tweet of Elon Musk with the two guys, one right next, one to each side of him. And he's saying, firing these guys was my, my worst mistake. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm ending mistakes. That they, I'm hiring them back, something like that. And I started reading into the story, not just the headlines. Turns out this was a, a prank. He, or I don't know the whole, the perfect backstory, but turns out they manipulated media. I know the they, backstory. You know the whole backstory? Yeah. All right, share, share the so, backstory. So uh, it, it came from a source who's a really good friend of one of those guys. So those two guys also have startups and they work in front of the Twitter building. So they were in the gym looking at this thing and they're like, hey, they're texting each other. Like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of media out there. Why don't we go prank them? 
and uh, they literally went out, got the got the the things that they were holding. It was I think it was a box and yeah, uh, that, it's a, like a couple that, books. The, it's like that typical car box box that <laughs> you, you look in the movies. Like you're fired, and you got like your little plant walking with that. And thing. after like ten minutes of planning, and they got these things, they went out there, and it became mega viral, right? Because these news outlets they were looking for, uh, they were, they were looking, looking for, for that. that. Yeah. They were looking for exactly that, and they just gave it to them, and uh, it got it got so crazy. And you know, obviously, we love the approach of Elon. Just like this is yeah. obviously a he joke. W- he and, went with it at the yeah. end of the day, manipulated media, which again, since the journalism, they were like, "Oh, let's explode this to you know prove a point of view that we want to get across." And then at the end of the day, Elon mm-hmm. and these guys were like, "It's all a joke, right? It's, <laughs> it's a pr- it's a prank. It yeah. actually didn't happen." Which Again, it brings the question, who should you trust? Like, yeah. look at this media chat. Like, none of those people in the in those media outlets wanted to actually check who these guys were, right? Did they actually stop them and, and, and ask them, hey, who do you work for? Like, what do you do? Like, did, did they actually try to uncover the true story, right? Yeah. Or were they just trying to align with a point of view that knew that was going to get a lot of attention, therefore it was going to be beneficial for their legacy media company yeah so keep that in mind right now you have people like this head coach coming out with his own channel and he is the source and he just want to be a face that he just wants to be the face of his voice of his team right he doesn't want his words change so he wants to interact directly with the fans yeah he wants to communicate directly with them there's a lot of people that come with questions and are unanswered right and we see this in the company or the 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 business uh landscape every single day right we need leaders that need to that need to step up and become that hero that attractive character to be able to communicate the message of your company to be able to communicate the message of the service that you do in the world every single day to communicate with that audience with that community that you might be building Mm -hmm. one-on-one so you know we are actually going through that process right now with our own company and how can we create a platform to make sure that we can communicate and serve our clients even better the people that we help do that so again what are you doing right if you're listening right now what are you doing to be able to communicate straight to your community how do you how do you interact with them right is it a podcast is it a youtube channel what is a form of publication that you have control over yeah and can you become the source of news for the people that you're trying to help and serve at the end of the day you probably have the best interest for them it's like okay well how can i help them move forward and based on that you're gonna decide on how to share those news at the end of the day I love it. Um, any last thoughts, Fonzie? Uh, no, just make sure you're taking care of your message. And don't, I guess, don't get influenced like these big, big media companies that, you know, at the end of the day, they're not serving anybody by just like going onto one point of view instead of like going for the truth, the true mm-hmm. truth. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess my last thoughts is like the depending on how you consume content. Obviously, there's a lot of people that still love TV. We're actually having this conversation uh, with a friend of ours that worked in Google, and he sells ads for YouTube uh, t- on TV, right? And he said like YouTube streaming on TV surpassed you know regular TV this year, which is insane. Mm-hmm. And so, where where do you like to consume content? There's a lot of people that consume content on Twitter, right? So, like, who can you follow there that is very, that's direct to the action? For example, in the environment of the World Cup, there's this Twitter guy from Spain that his, his name is Mr. Chip, and he does all these amazing stats and different things, and he's yeah. right at the source 
source. So like, where do you go to actually look for that information? What's the source? Where are they coming from? Are they citing those things, that, that information? So as a consumer, be aware of that, right? And then also as a producer, be aware of that so yeah. you can actually put the right foot forward and serve your audience in the best way. Well put. That was pretty good. Good job. Studio clap. <laughs> awesome. And with that being said, go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media. Thank you so much. Remember, share it. If you're enjoying this, share it with five people. Five people so they can all download these episodes and learn something new every single day. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye.